this episode we're going to be discussing the Babylon 5 Season 2 episode, A Race Through the Dark Places. So this episode sees the entire situation with the Psychor in relation to Talia come finally barreling down. Uh, so the past couple episodes we have been looking at the disillusionment Talia's had with the Psychor and everything that they stand for and realizing that she can't trust them to put it as she said in the last episode. Uh, you know, I'm tired of working for an organization that scares the hell out of me. Uh, and now we uh, we get that where Bester, who hasn't been seen since Mind War, however, he's been mentioned a few times, finally comes barreling back in. And he's uh, in his his reintroduction is just great. Um, and, you know, he just Walter Koenig just plays into absolute perfection. He's one of the most charming but despicable human beings he is incredibly evil and you still like him anyway that is bester bester is one of the best villains i've ever seen and remains that way and is probably one of the best villains in this show uh we see that talia's disillusionment for the court is finally brought the bear and her complete trust in the psychor just breaks this episode we get the introduction of the underground railroad for the telepaths that is you know there's many many members there's many different leaders in different parts of the galaxy but the one here on babylon 5 they are actually run by franklin which is actually really cool um if you think about it when we found out about his little clinic down and down below in uh, the quality of mercy last season, he wasn't getting a whole lot of patients, and he still had staff working there. And you know, if he's not getting a whole lot of patients down there, why is he diverting funds and presumably and, and work hours? And presumably, this is cutting into other issues with other med bases. We know there are the med bays besides the one he runs. Um, to run this clinic well obviously now we know it was to run this underground railroad uh to help telepaths get safely away from the core and the lurker that gave garibaldi information on petrov back in chrysalis at the, the end of season one he's back and he's helping run the entire situation it's really cool to see him come back um you know it's not something you would expect but it's actually really cool and is a really nice bit of continuity. There's like little small things like that that just really adds up to a um, much more enjoyable viewing experience on multiple watch throughs or just watching through for the first time. You're like, hey, I kind of recognize that guy. You go back and you realize this is the guy from Chrysalis. That's just really cool. And I love how Franklin is uh, just so. Uh, so matter-of-factly introduces the leader of the railroad. He comes to Sheridan, because he knows Sheridan won't believe him at first. So he comes to Sheridan, he's like, hey, I was contacted by the Underground Railroad uh, that they want to meet. Um, I can't explain why they contacted me. I can't explain who contacted me, but they want, uh, want a meeting, no one else, because if you bring anybody along with you, they won't trust you. And Sheridan immediately goes, well, if I don't go... What's going to happen to Talia? And Franklin immediately goes, this isn't a hostage situation. Just, you know, just follow, you know, what they ask. Just don't bring anybody. They want, they want to negotiate. They want to talk. Um, the, the, it's more of extending the olive branch. And Franklin's very apologetic of them. And then when he comes out and, you know, later and Sheridan's down there and he just shows up, 
and he, you know, he's, he just goes, uh, I want to, I want to, I was told I was going to meet the leader. And he was like, you're talking to him. Uh, it's very matter of fact, but I love that because Franklin needed to get Sheridan out of the main office because there's a chance the main office is bugged. There's a chance that, uh, you know, Sheridan would attempt to, uh, follow to the letter of uh of his job which he tries to do if he was in the main office but if he comes down the down below and sees how the telepaths are suffering see the conditions in which they have to live in maybe then he'll be a bit more sympathetic and sheridan being who he is but as he says i'm a soldier it is my job to uphold the law but he obviously disagrees with psychor um, and I like the way he dances around that issue, something he'll do later in the, in the series with some, some other situations, specifically in season three, is much like Sinclair, he's smart, I have to uphold the law, but I have to figure out ways around it. Um, you know, it's all about how you interpret the law. It's more about how you say something rather than what you say, for instance. Um, we saw that with Sinclair back in By Any Means Necessary, and we see that here twice with Sheridan. He is willing to help the, the telepaths get off B5 to help the underground as long as Franklin agrees to disband it and not run it, because he can't have someone under his command running an illegal operation and have them divert all traffic to the Underground Railroad away from B5, ensuring that the Underground Railroad continues but just doesn't interrupt his situation and everything with b5 b5 is a is a political hotbed it's where all the ambassadors are if shit goes down here it gets really bad so he needs to get uh, all attention diverted away from it and ensure that the telepaths are get to safety still um and then we see that again in his sort of b plot him and ivanova's b plot uh with the entire oh you know earth is no longer wanting uh, no longer giving officer quarters for free so now we have to pay rent and he refuses to do that so him and ivanova do a protest uh which of course is within of itself a really funny scene because sheridan's just an adorable and lovable guy just wonderful but um the 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 situation there is that he solves the situation by interpreting the law a different way by sort of twisting it it's more about how you say something than rather what you say so uh he takes the uh the budget the massive budget that babylon 5 has for combat readiness and takes 60 credits out to pay for him and ivanova's uh, you know, uh, officer quarters. And Avonova's like, oh, you caved. No, not exactly. He made Earth pay for its own rent. There's a kind of irony in there. Earth is paying itself. Earth is paying Earth. But also, it makes sense. You can't have a soldier who's combat ready and is sleep deprived. So, in order to be combat ready, they also have to have good sleep. And so they need a room. He cheats his way around the semantics of it. It's like I said, it's more about how you say something rather than what you say. Um, and in, in speaking of, you know, you know, talking and saying and, and how something is presented, you know, the psychor presents itself as beneficial. It presents itself as uh, a haven for 
uh, for Telepass, as Garibaldi says, uh, you know, uh, the, the, I'm scared of them now, as in, in Sheridan even points out, we've kind of created our own monster in the Psycor. Uh, the the Psycor was created out of fear for the, the, the Telepass, and now they are afraid of them. Uh, so it, 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 it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. But we also see that in the fact that they constantly promise things but never fulfill them. You know, uh, the forced breeding, the internment camps they put nonconformists to, uh, the sleepers that uh, ultimately end up in suicide a majority of the time, and as the uh, you know the uh, uh, the 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 telepath accounts, which I love that Talia just sits there and listens to each one. The railroad doesn't attempt to prophetize to her. Doesn't attempt to. Um, get her to convert to their side, they simply sit down and tell their stories. They tell the truth. So the, the, the one mother talks about, or the, the one woman talks about how her uh, child was taken from her. The other guy talks about how his brother was killed in front of him. You know, it's, it's all about uh, perception. The Psychor, once again, more about how you say it than what you say. Um, they they consistently say, uh, you know, that they're they're here to benefit you. Um, they're here for your protection. Um, but the way they say it is very sinister, but and also very propaganda esque. Uh, very you 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 will follow us or you will die. I mean, their slogan: "The court is mother, the court is father." is scary if you think about it it's in, in talia has been indoctrinated to this to the point that she thinks it's normal to the point that she uh accepts the psychor for what they are and just goes along with it and now that entire illusion has been shattered and now she has to accept the psychor for what they are um and it's it's a really good episode um and, of course, Talia can't be scanned, uh, which I love is never actually said, really. Um, it's more inferred, the fact that uh, she's got telekinesis as a result of what Ironheart gifted her at the end of Mind War, but Bester never comments on this. And then when she asks if Bester's scanning her, he's like, no, I wouldn't do that unless you have something suspicious to hide. And at the end of the episode, he tries to scan her and can't, uh, and it's not said, it's just visually, he just turns around and he looks at her strangely. And it's great. It, like, she is literally physically immune to, you know, physically and mentally immune to uh, being scanned by other telepaths. And as uh, as the uh, basically second command of the Underground Railroad says, you know, you're the future. You're changing. You're becoming. That's exactly what uh ironheart told her way back in mind war uh she's the future what whether that's a good thing or a bad thing it's anyone's guess but she's becoming something new something different for telepaths uh I, another little little aspect is the garibaldi and bester interaction we get some more information about bester because of that interaction 
and I love the way that they're constantly snide with each other. They just can't stand each other. Um, and, and Garibaldi has that great moment where he like fake claps Bester, just trying to keeps keeps egging him on, keeps egging him on. But Bester is humanized a bit more in the fact I mean, he has a wife and five children. This is supposed to humanize him, but there's a there's a hint of irony because he's obviously proud of his children, but. Whether he genuinely loves them is another question, and th this will be delved more into later, and I'll get into this in the spoiler section, um, about his family. It, it's an interesting way to look at things. Uh, it's a way to humanize him, but also a way to look at his flaws, because um, he is a villain after all. Uh the final thing I want to talk about is romance before I get into the spoiler section. So there's like two, two things going on in this episode. Um, the Dylan and Sheridan romance. Um, like, I'm not afraid to call it a romance in the non-spoiler section at this point because there's a very clear budding feeling between them. Uh, I talked about it that their chemistry is just off the chart. It's so good. And obviously I'm a I'm a Delin Sheridan shipper, always have been. I adore that pairing. But you can see it like in the restaurant where you can see their evolution of going from advisors to genuine friends to potentially something more. In that one scene at the restaurant, um, not only their interaction and dialogue just so good and the actors really sell it, but there's that neat little deal where it cuts back and they're, they're just really, you know, sort of, invested in their conversation and the camera kind of zooms out while they're talking and you notice there's no other patrons around that restaurant was busy like it was full of people the last time we saw them and now they're in a deep conversation about you know f philosophy and minbari culture and human culture and how much they can learn from each other and it's empty they've been there forever and then when he goes uh, you know, back uh, back to his room, he just seems ridiculously happy, which, I mean, I've been there myself, so I understand, you know, have, you know, having dinner with someone that you connect to on a different level than anyone else. I understand that. And, uh, and then when him and Ivanova are talking and he's like, you know, uh, you know, uh, I, I'm seen, I'm seen as a good person by the Bimbari. Uh, you know, I, 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 I like that. You know, he keeps focusing on everything Delin told him. Uh, it goes back to, like, the a couple episodes ago where he mentioned, you know, uh, that, uh, have you ever spent some time with Delin? Her and the universe have a very special connection. It's very clear he's developing a crush. Uh, and maybe this will turn into a romance, maybe not. We'll see. Um, but I just adored their interactions together. Now, the Ivanova Italia thing. Read it how you will. Um... I personally read it as a budding romance between two gay women, or in, in particular two bisexual women, but this will be kind of further explored in not, the not-too-distant future. It's just that the restrictions of television in the 90s, and in particular restrictions involving uh, a situation with the act, one of the actresses having to leave will result in the storyline kind of falling off. But there's very clearly a friendship brewing between Ivanova and Talia, and that ending scene really sells that, where there's the entire symbology of the Psychorg loves, that it's used to keep 
the members of the psych are separate from everyone else. Keep a distance. Keep them from getting attached. And when she goes to talk to Ivanova, she takes off her gloves and tries to connect with her. And uh, it's done in a very nice way. Um, and their, their relationship will continue to evolve. Um, depending on how you read it, if you read it like me, it will definitely be, it's all take on romantic connotations, but there were restrictions of what you could show in 90, 90s television, especially with a low budget sci-fi show, uh, that was at any point in time in risk of cancellation and technically did get canceled at one point, but got saved at the last minute. Uh, but we'll get there when we get to season five. Um, so I'll really quickly, uh, talk about spoilers um so obviously uh andre thompson leaves so we won't get the conclusion of what what her being special you know talia being special and being the future means exactly obviously a lot of lita's storyline is supposed to be talia's storyline and there's obviously this budding chemistry between her and garibaldi and her and ivanova so potentially that entire situation with zach uh byron and Lita was supposed to originally be Talia, Garibaldi, and uh, Ivanova. I can't say for certain, but I have a feeling that was the case. Um, and, of course, uh, Bester having a wife and five children, that's his genetic bondmate. As we talked about last episode, and I kind of mentioned here, you know, the telepaths are forced bred, and it is horrible to see that. But he loves his children. He clearly at least cares for them and when he's talking about his wife he doesn't seem to care as much as when his face lights up when he mentions his five children uh but he does have a lover he does have someone he genuinely cares about and loves deeply she'll be introduced later and it's a nice little nod to humanizing him while also deepening him as a flawed villain it's a really nice touch once again, fantastic episode. Um, you know, despite a couple of clunkers, season two is much stronger than season one, and we're about to head into one of my favorite episodes, though not my favorite episode of all time. My favorite episode of all time is actually later this season, and I really look forward to talking to it. But for now, I'll see you next time for The Coming of Shadows, which is a wonderful, wonderful episode, and the subtitle of the season and so much happens that will forever change both the show and the galaxy forever. Till then, bye.